Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Happy Friday from the Superbook Sports Studios. Welcome into another episode of the 615 Sessions podcast. Got a lot of different things for you guys today. Titans down bad. Uh, the Buffalo trip not going uh, as smoothly as they would have liked. At the time that we are taping this podcast, Friday, September 23rd, we still do not have any information on things like Bud Dupree, who left the game with a hip injury, or Taylor Lewan, who I reported initially was feared to have a season-ending knee injury, but since then, the team has gotten things that have indicated that it might not have been an ACL tear the way that initially was thought the same right knee, so Lawan flew to Los Angeles this week to see a knee specialist. Still no information on his availability, both immediate and long-term. That was a weird way to say that word. Anyway, so today you're going to hear a couple of different conversations. Uh, I talked to Amani Hooker, Ola Adani, and Nick Westbrook-Akina in the locker room this week. You'll also hear the interview I did on radio, a portion of it, of two interviews I did on radio, one with punter Ryan Stonehouse and a quick bit of Coach Dave McGinnis for some X's and O's breakdowns before this Raiders game. Before we get to any of those things, though, I need to tell you that there, you know this, there aren't a lot of guarantees these days when it comes to the cost of things, especially when you have to wonder what interest rates will be in the future. But my friends at Two Rivers Ford, as usual, are making things easy because they are offering guarantees like great prices and a locked-in interest rate when you custom order a 2023 model year Ford. Right now, when you custom order an F-150, Explorer, Ranger, Edge, Bronco, Sport, Escape, or Mustang, they'll guarantee 2.9% APR for 60 months for all qualified buyers. They'll also give you $500 bonus cash on top of their already low prices. The best prices and guaranteed rates all at a locally owned dealership with non-commissioned salespeople. Custom order your next Ford from Two Rivers. Coming out of a game like that, obviously, you know, you do what you can to be prepared, but what, what is the biggest correction that you guys are trying to make after a result like that? I think it's getting back to our basics, getting back to, you know, who we are as a team. Um, you know, obviously, you never want to have a loss like that, but the best thing you can do is find the positives from all the negatives that we had and then also not overshadowing the positives that we did have in the game. You guys, you know, may do with different pieces and parts, you know, throughout the course of the seasons when injuries happen, but the amount of young guys that are playing right now and trying to keep them from focusing on you know, trying to play trying to play perfectly as opposed to just playing as fast as possible and executing. What's kind of the balance been like that for you and Kevin to, to manage that group? I think it's the preparation during, throughout the week leading up to the game. I mean, stacking the, stacking the days, stacking the, um, the W's and making sure that you know, when, by the time the game day co- does come, you know, you trust your preparation that you can go out there and just play fast and have fun. Was it an interception? I think it was an interception. I mean, I... 
when they didn't review it, I was thinking like, damn, I must have really been out of bounds. But I mean, when I look back and saw it, I'm like, well, I did have the ball and my feet, my deck, I got two feet in bounds. So. Did you talk to the ref afterwards? I didn't even talk to the ref afterwards. Uh -uh. I mean, the next play happened so fast, they snapped the ball. So I, I couldn't even really get my next, my process in. Thanks, Mike. I, I know you've been working through some stuff right now, but it seems like you've been able to get back out there. What's kind of been the process like for you working through all this? Oh uh, man, you know, opportunity, um, opportunity that I can't let go. Um, I just got to keep coming out there trying to work and, you know, fight through it. For for you guys, has, has there been any sense of like how many different injuries have disrupted the things that you're trying to do, the execution part of it, or what, what's been kind of the thing, if there's any common thread that you've found through these two guys? Um, I mean, I mean, this is the National Football League. Uh, everybody goes through stuff. You just got to be able to fight through it. And, play through it. and I feel like, you know, what I'm dealing with is something I can play through. And, you know, each and every one of us, every guy in this locker room, you know, if they can't play, everybody wants to play. So we got to keep fighting. For you, the opportunities, you've gotten more and more of them. You've obviously earned them since you've been here with the Titans. How, how much have your teammates worked to kind of you know, be able to put you in those positions and kind of make sure that you can take advantage of those opportunities. Oh, man, you know, from Bud to we to Danico, you know, everybody in our room working together, just, you know what I'm saying, if just the, the fine-tuned the, the fine things that we can do, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, everybody in our room is different. Everybody contributes differently. So what I'm good at, you know what I'm saying, I, I try, to, uh, try to work on it. What I'm not good at, I, you know what I'm saying, I get help from my teammates and, you know what I'm saying, guys in the room. So, like, things like that, you know what I'm saying, we all hold each other accountable and we all trying to make each other better. As a team, you guys have had an uncharacteristic amount of penalties through these first two games. I know it's like different groups and stuff like that, but is, you know, the amount of young guys that you're playing, trying to get them to not necessarily focus on playing perfectly, but just trying to execute what they're doing to the best, is that kind of factored into some of those things? Oh man, not just the young guys, but that's everybody, you know. We are, they want us to come out here, play fast, have fun, but, you know what I'm saying? They know that everything's not going to be perfect, you know, and they don't want us to be perfect. But they just want us to you know, effort and finish. They, they preach effort and finish each and every day. Details, technique, and fundamentals. And if we keep coming out to do that, we do Thanks, Oliver. I don't know how uh, far along you are in your tape study so far this week, but mm -hmm. the Raiders kind of giving up the lead to the Cardinals the way that they did. What kind of stands out about their defense, and, and have you made it through that part of the tape study yet? Yeah, I'm, I haven't even made it to that, that second half yet. Um, but, you know, they've got players, you know, all around the board on defense, you know, solid in the secondary. Um, and then obviously up front, you know, they've got, got some guys up there that can make some plays. So, like, they're a sound defense. They're going to throw a lot of different stuff at us. So the, the biggest thing is us being able to be prepared and be able to play fast when we get through those different looks. It's not like, you know, you go into a game like last week and, and the result being what it is. It's not for a lack of preparation and things like that. But kind of what are what are the biggest corrections that you guys are looking to make coming off of that? Yeah, I feel like one of the biggest things is just playing fast and, like, not trying to be perfect. I feel like, you know, that there, there were several times out there where it was like we're trying to be perfect, and if anything, it just makes you play, you know, a little slower or, you know, you're gripping too hard trying to, you know, hope for a good result or be perfect, and then it ends up slipping through your hands. So there's a lot of little, you know, details and missed opportunities that just piled up. Um, and I feel like, you know, going into this week, learning from that and just playing fast and being decisive what we do. Can that, can that be a result? I mean, you guys got a lot of young guys that are working in. Is that a part of what that, you know, looking to be perfect type of thing is and, and maybe leading to some of those mistakes? Can that factor in? Yeah, it definitely can. Um, but I feel like, you know, it wasn't just young guys. I feel like it was guys all across the board, including myself. Um, so I feel like, you know, if anything, it's, it's wanting to be wanting to be perfect, wanting to, you know, blow a team out, wanting to be the best offense you can be. Uh, 
and sometimes it's like if you you know try too hard it almost hurts you in the end so i feel like you know we just got to play fast like i said and just be decisive yeah you know modern day's a complete powerhouse in my opinion um it just breeds winning there uh it doesn't matter you know what your skill level is a lot of guys go into that program uh maybe not as refined and you come out you know of their being a really good athlete just because of the atmosphere and the culture that Monterey has. Um, you know, I got to play with guys like uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, JT Daniels, um, and even Chase McGrath, you know, one of my best friends right. here, kicks for the for Tennessee. Um, you know, just guys like that, uh, it really does breed success. Um, you know, and, and what Coach Rollinson has done there uh, year in and year out with new guys, the turnover that they have there, uh, it's just a testament to to what he is as a coach. Uh, McGrath has had a great season so far for them. I know it's pretty early on in the college football season, but I mean, so you you've been you've been keeping tabs on the Vols since he transferred? Oh, absolutely. We talk almost you know every day, and and um, and yeah, absolutely. I follow him, follow him all the time, and and yeah, he's a stud, and and I'm happy to see him succeed. With, uh, I mean, have, have you guys talked about Florida Week? This is a ma- my my executive producer is a Tennessee alumni. Everybody I work with are, are basically Vols at this point. It's <laughs> completely infected everything that I've tried to do over the course of the last week. Have you talked to him about the Gators and the up- upcoming game? Oh yeah, he's excited. He's excited. I think as a team, they're excited to to step up and into the challenge and and you know continue the season they're having. But I think that there's an excitement around that program. Uh, I don't know if you've heard the audio, uh, uh, Ryan, of of your teammate, as you mentioned, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, talking about players that were drafted ahead of him, uh, particularly one across the sidelines from him this week as the the Lions got their first win of the season. His his, uh, people have gotten to know him, I think, a lot more by nature of hard knocks and things like that. But that that mindset, it's uh, it's not unique but it is kind of jarring when you have somebody like that who's clearly succeeding at a high level but still is taking every slight perceived, yeah. uh, real or perceived, that seriously where he's staring down guys across the sideline got, that yeah. got drafted ahead of him. He's been like that forever, you know, ever since I met him in high school. Um, he's been the same guy, you know. He had that chip on it when he went to SC. You know, coming out of the draft, he had that same chip. Um, and he, he's just out to show people that, you know, his size is not a reflection of his ability. Um, and I think that, you know, he's going to continue to do that. But it's crazy because he's still the same guy that he was. And I'm happy to see him, you know, succeed. But he's always going to keep receipts and, and tabs on that kind of stuff. That just drives him. You know, it gives him an extra edge. And, and you know, I think a lot of people are, are like that. Maybe not as outspoken, but there's a lot more people like that than – then probably meet the eye. Titans punter Ryan Stonehouse here with us on 104.5 The Zone. Uh, Hunter Renfro is currently questionable. Obviously, he's had great success both as a receiver and a returner in the league. So we'll see what his status is. But what's kind of the scouting report on their special teams group as you head into Sunday's game? Yeah, you know, AJ's a, a great punter. Um, Daniel's a great kicker. You know, Trent Sieg and I actually played together at Colorado State for a year. Uh, they're a long snapper. Um, but yeah, I mean, the returners are great. You know, I always have respect for returners. They're great athletes. Um, they make plays, you know, and, and as a punter, you're trying to eliminate as many, you know, X plays as you can from a returner. Um, so yeah, if it, if it's Hunter back there, 
uh, that's great. I'm always looking for a challenge. Um, and, you know, I think our punt team is rolling right now. And, and, and I think that, um, like I said, whatever I can do this week to help us win is what we're going to try to do. These returners, I mean, all football players, no matter what position, are, are insane people as far as the rest of the civilians are concerned, just by nature of what you guys do for a living. But, like, returners seem to be a particularly kind of crazy, like like uh, kamikaze pilots kind of running into the face of people screaming down to knock the hell out of them and try and get the ball out of their hands. Uh, have you ever have you ever hit a punt and thought to yourself as it was being returned, I am shocked that this dude is taking it out right now. He has oh, no yeah. shot. <laughs> Oh yeah, they they have yeah they have a lot of confidence in their returns and and rightfully so you know I mean the the exhilaration of a of a punt return touchdown is is crazy you know um, it's a crazy play it can shift the game um, so it doesn't shock me sometimes when some of these guys do take it out um, or, or you know are on the back pedal and take it um, but yeah I have a lot of respect for returners you know they they're they're studs you know almost every single one of them that I've met you know, has some, some edge to him, you know, something to prove. Titans punter Ryan Stonehouse has been kind enough to be our guest before he heads out on the practice field for another day of work. Ryan, continued health and success, and uh, we appreciate you stopping by, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Ryan Stonehouse. Tennessee and the Raiders with the man who's going to be on the call, one of several. Coach Dave McGinnis presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans, like an extra set of pads since 1947. Mac and Farm Bureau Health Plans makes it happen. What's going on, my guy? Hey, but yeah, I'm, I'm up here getting ready to go out, getting ready to go out to practice. So uh, let, let's let's talk a little ball here. Let's do it. Uh, so looking at, they are not as bad as 41 to seven, Mac. Obviously, there's been a lot of strong reactions off of that, but th- that seems like one of those games where there's going to be corrections made. But on the whole, they're going to look at it and say, okay, we just we weren't. We didn't have it today. Uh, and maybe that's maybe that's the media perspective on it as opposed to what the coaching staff is going to think. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts. Well, I can tell you from a coaching perspective, I mean, you never were able to gain any traction basically, you know, after halftime because it's a 10-7 ball game, you know, for a fourth down. And then, uh, you know, you have Stefan Diggs go across the back of the end zone and intercept a ball that was meant for somebody else clear across the field. And all of a sudden it's 17-7. You're able to gain zero traction. You're ne- never able to gain any traction running the football. And then, you know, when, when, you, when you turn the ball over to any kind of team, and I don't care how you rank teams in this league, Buck, you know this, and, and your listeners are sophisticated enough to know this too. In this league, I mean, you turn the ball over to any team, uh, in your territory, the chances of you winning go way down. Well, you start doing it against an elite team like that, then you've got issues. And, and, and that's why the third quarter was such a nightmare. And so you did things in that game that, you know, prevents you from winning. And so to say that, you know, this, this football team, you know, it, it, it wasn't a, it was a 41 to seven on the, you know, on the scoreboard, but you, you self-destructed in the third quarter because the fourth quarter was just, you know, nothing. So I go back, I go back to the first half of that ball game. Now, here's the other thing too, Buck, that I that, that I'm looking at, you know, when I when I look at it, you always go into games looking at matchups, who you have available, who they have available. And you know, and, and you've got to you've got to admit Buffalo, you know, is a pretty strong unit and they won those matchups. And so when those types of things happen now, for forty one to seven, I mean, things have to really get out of hand and they did in the third quarter. Is Derrick Henry at this point? Because Derrick has had slow starts before, Mac. It's not it's not overwhelmingly concerning so early on in the season. But are, are what we seeing from the rushing attack more generally 
a product of of what's in the backfield or what's in front of them right now, not necessarily being able to execute at the level that they expect. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we've we've you know, in my uh, humble opinion, that we've given you know Derek you know much room to run right. to begin with so far. And you know when you look at it, you know Derek Henry, you know he's like anybody else. He needs he needs he needs some help. You know, being able being able to, to to get past the line of scrimmage, so you've got to get some push, some consistent push, and that's what I'm talking about when I talk about traction. You need to con- get traction in the running game to make people start to respect it, and we have not done that yet. So it's it's everybody that's involved. I mean, it's the entire blocking unit. It's all it's Derrick Henry. Everybody has to work together in sync, and it it's, it just hasn't been there. But the first thing that has to happen, you've got to get a hat on a hat across the board. There's no running. There's no running play in the National Football League that's ever been designed not to block somebody, you know. And so you you've got to be able to get whether you're combo blocking, whether you're single blocking, whether you're drive blocking, whether you're reach blocking, which all of those different runs that they have, you know, have some of those elements to it. If you don't get that done in conjunction with the guy next to you, you've got problems. I don't think that we've had. And I know we haven't because I, I sit there and watch it just like just like you do, and then I go back and look at the tape, and I'm sure the coaches see the same thing. They need traction first, and they need it with a blocking unit up front. Because Derrick Henry, you know, to me, you know, given just a little bit of crack, a little bit of crease, but he can't do it by himself. Neither can the line do it. They've got to have Henry, you know, make the proper cuts. But to make the proper cut, you need to have the proper uh, pieces blocked to begin with. So they all need to do better. It's not It's not good enough. It's not, a, it's not good enough to get the running game – uh, traction, what you need for the play action game, Buck. Coach Dave McGinnis of Titans Radio. Okay, appreciate Imani, Ola, Nick, Ryan, and Coach Mack for their time and for you guys, as always, for stopping by on this Friday. I'm heading to Knoxville. Uh, I have never been to a Tennessee game at Neyland Stadium. I've really never been to a real college football game. Did a couple of Vandy games uh, when I was broke and starving and needed the money to do some press box PA work. But outside of that, this is going to be the first real college football experience, live college football experience that I've ever had. That being said, since I'm going to Knoxville, from Nashville to Knoxville and all around the country, Superbook Sports is your place to wager this football season. You don't need to be at the game like I'm going to be to enjoy all the football this fall. Download the Superbook Sports app or visit Superbook.com and start placing your bets today. They have lines up for every pro football game for the rest of the season, plus great odds boosts on the Titans, the Vols, all other local teams. Superbook Sports accepts wagers on football and every other major sport, so you can bring Vegas to the palm of your hand and they'll match 100% of your first bet up to $1,000 no matter if it wins or loses. So get in on the action right now with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789. All right, so we'll see what happens between the Titans and the Raiders. We'll do the primetime show uh, from, uh, well, since it's a noon game, we'll see if we do the primetime show from Nissan Stadium. But we will do the primetime show after the result and talk about it together. Down 0-3 or getting their first win of the season. We will wait to see. Have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you next Friday, easy for me to say, on the 615 Sessions podcast.